You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into a Monday edition of the podcast. Hope you guys' weekend was fantastic. Brian, how was your weekend? Jake, I'm not here to talk about the past, but I am here to talk about how the past has made my future much better. And this is a great Monday episode of Locked On Utes because of the weekend. Oh, hey, we'll get into that. We got plenty to recap. Utah rallies in stunning fashion, frankly, to beat Colorado. We need to recap that. Talk about how we hope that this can be a linchpin for this program to move forward now down the stretch around the final month of the season. And, of course, recap everything else that we saw from Utah Athletics over the weekend with other teams in action. So plenty to get to on a Monday. Brian, who is bringing us our show today? The Locked On Utes podcast is brought to you by our good friends at Bill Barr. Yeah, go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, save yourself 20% on your next order. We'll tell you a little bit more about them later on as today's show progresses. All right, let's break into it here. This is the Locked On Utes podcast, brand new month, February 1st, 2021. Once again, welcome into Locked On Utes, your daily podcast focused on all things Utah athletics. I'm Jake Hatch. That is Brian Brown. We are your co-host tandem bringing you your daily podcast, your only daily podcast focused on all things Utah athletics. Brian, uh, let's start here. want to remind people, if you're new to the show, uh, we have brand new, uh, I guess, what we call Overlord Integna helping us out here. Love having them on board. Brand new platforms, etc. So if you're new to the podcast, Welcome on in. Make sure to hit that follow or subscribe button wherever you're listening in from. That way you never miss an episode. And then, Brian, what else do we want them to do? It's the three keys to every podcast, right, Jake? Yep. If you don't know them by this point, then you have never listened to a podcast. Yeah. Subscribe, rate, review. Five stars only, as we like to say on here. Um, just, you know, if you've got negativity... Spread them in the comments, but make sure you leave those five stars. Yeah, we'll take the five stars. You can say whatever you want in the comments section. There's no problem with that. So make sure you do that. Thank you for your support of the podcast. Brian, let's get rolling here today. Um, Do you think Alfonso Plummer has cooled off yet? I sent you a gif of the Human Torch. You did. And I think even the Human Torch would be impressed by how on fire Alfonso Plummer was on Saturday. It was insane. And you, I know that you watched the the game a little delayed. Obviously mm-hmm. Saturday is one of the few days that we actually get to spend time with families doing, you know, family stuff or normal people things and whatnot. I'm curious if you felt the same way that I did about when everything flipped for Alfonso Plummer. Okay. Well, Here's my here's my situation though. As I tweeted out on Saturday, my pack twelve feet on my DVR, and I saw other people complaining about this in live time. Well, I I I heard that Alfonso Plummer was going off. The feet I had, it was out and in and giving me different colors and different uh, graphics. It felt like on my screen. So I have to say, I maybe I didn't necessarily see the entire thing because of the Pac-12 feed, but nonetheless, a very impressive win. So, okay, getting back to your question, Brian, 
let me know where where did you think it turned around? I'll see if I have a similar thought on this. There was a play where they found Alfonso wide open on the three point line. Okay, and yeah. before that, he'd had a couple of misses. And he took that one, and it was just pure splash right down into the hoop. Mm-hmm. And that's when it was switched. The uh, the switch flipped suddenly yeah. for him, and he was just off and rolling and, and snarling. And at one point, I tweeted out, like, give me the Alfonso Plummer cam pack 12. I don't want to watch anything else because the emotions and the facial expressions that he had were just incredible. And I think – this is something that we want to talk about on a, a more expanded level for the entire team. But I think his performance is very indicative of what's starting to happen with this basketball team. He's a guy that's started off the year really well, was in the starting lineup. Larry made some changes, wanted to bring him off the bench. He's had mm-hmm. some hits and misses and struggled, but he's stuck with it. And that was one of the things that he said to Earl Watson in the post game was, you know, my dad told me never give up on anything. Yeah. And he talked about how he would shoot a thousand shots every day in his high school gym. And his dad was a shooter. And so he was always trying to be as good as his dad. And I think you saw that mentality for him and for the team take over. I think the other part that really was fortunate as much as anything is that Colorado started throwing up a lot of bricks. Colorado Buffaloes are made to chill, Jake. <laughs> They are a nice pull on the cores cores reference there, but nonetheless, the, the crazy part was okay. So McKinley Wright uh, gives Colorado a lead with eight forty six to go at sixty five to forty six, so a nineteen point lead. From that point on, Utah goes on to outscore Colorado thirty one to nine down the stretch. In the final seven forty nine, Alfonso Plummer scores twenty one of his twenty three points in this game quite stunning to me literally Brian to see Utah rally in that fashion because Colorado's been a very good team 13 and 5 on the year 13 and 4 at that point they're now 13 and 5 after the loss but to see them uh, just absolutely gets blitzed by this Utah team and more importantly blitzed by Alfonso Plummer pretty stunning but nonetheless you have to be very excited with that win if you're a Utah Hoops fan. 100%. This is a Colorado team that hit 17 in the net ranking. They're now down to 20, but I don't think that's a huge drop for them. What they have been is they've been consistent. They've been tough year in and year out. And yep. there are players that I think most Utah fans, you know, Batty is one that comes to mind. Uh, Wright is another guy that seems to be a Utah killer, right? <laughs> like every single time that yeah. they play, he just goes off. And and they all started out, you know, McKinley Wright started off just absolutely on fire. And then they all tapered down. And that's really what it was. I think that Utah defensively was playing tough. Colorado was just hitting shots. I believe it was McKinley Wright hit that fadeaway turnaround jumper from the left corner. And it was just like, oh, my gosh, if he's hitting that shot, Mm -hmm. good night. And then all of a sudden, Fonzo hits that, and, and that was it, right? Colorado was missing every shot. Utah was getting all the boards and they were finding ways to get it done on the offensive end. I'm not going to say that it was pretty by any stretch, especially on your end, apparently where it was Northern lights mixed with basketball. (laughs) But I want to talk about one other thing while we're here, because I think this is a guy that has really elevated his game since he's come to the university of Utah, but it's Pella Larson. Yep. I was going to bring up Pella Larson. And, and he struggled, I think, overall. He was two for three from the three-point line, which is not struggling for him. That was really good. But he had a couple bad calls go against him. He wasn't getting a friendly whistle. And he hung in it. And he made two critical plays at the very end there that I thought really 
the very, very end that sealed the game for Utah. He fouled, I believe it was McKinley Wright in the backcourt before they could get the ball across and initiate the offense, which forced Colorado to have to inbound it with 3.1 seconds left. That's a yep. very smart, heady play. Yeah. Uh, Pella Larson is a just, he's, he's, Man, I don't know how to describe it. He's just a very heady player. That's the, that's the term I was trying to find. It. He just understands the game at a deeper level, and I think a lot of guys do, and he plays it the right way. And you're right. That was just a very smart play in that circumstance. And he also got the block shot at the buzzer as well to give Utah the win, to seal the win, I guess is, is what I'm trying to say. And I look at different guys on this Utah roster, and I look at them and say, if you guys could get on the same page and play the play your best on any given night, I think this Utah team is an NCAA-caliber tournament team. The problem this year so far, Brian, is it seems like it's one or the other with a guy on this roster who has a good night. Other guys have an off night. And in this game, funny enough, Ryland Jones had quite possibly his worst outing of the season to date. So... Credit to Utah on winning the game. No doubt about it. Thrilling fashion to rally in the way that they did. That's fantastic. But the hope is at some point, all of those pieces come together. And we'll discuss this more in depth in just a minute. Hopefully, you you can get this team to start playing more cohesively together as a unit. And hopefully, as a result, they start winning more consistently. Yeah, it's this is a... You know, they have a cornucopia of talent on this team right now. And I think that it's you're starting to see it really mesh and gel together. But at the same time, not every cylinder is functioning and firing at the same time. It's it's you know this season has been so I'm waving my arms right now, which people can see because podcasting is clearly a visual medium and not an audio one. But it's been so up and down and and weird and and in incoherent i guess is inco not cohesive sure Incohesive is not a word i'm like bowler jack over here just creating words on <laughs> it's the okay. fly. um but i think you know i think this is showing a lot of, of the resiliency of this team guys are learning to step into roles you talked about pella larson mm-hmm. uh, our friend josh newman over at the salt lake tribune called him a number one guy dna or, or said that kid has number one guy DNA in his game. Sure. And it's very true. He knows what he's doing. And there are times where you can kind of see he's playing a more elevated level of basketball and he's trying to play more of a team style game at Utah. There are times where you can see he can just go and create and take the ball to the hoop. Mm -hmm. There was one particular offensive foul that I thought was, you know, malarkey. If you want to say it like that, where he went into, I believe it was batty. Maybe it was somebody else but they called an offensive foul and it was, you know, he was just going to the hoop and making a solid play. Sure. Uh, That part of his game, it's tough for him to adjust. I think to the college basketball format when you've been playing in the pros and it's just, it's a different style. Absolutely. So a good win, no doubt about it. Uh, Let's, let's talk a little bit more in depth about what we think this can mean for this team here in just a moment, Brian, before we do that, let's take a minute and talk about our friends at BetOnline.ag. And Brian, do you want to tell the people uh, why you were so upbeat in the open of this podcast? I think it has something to do with our friends at BetOnline. Jake, sometimes you dabble in the in the Skittle industry and yes. you want to see what's available to you. And you just get these feelings, right? And so I was just I was feeling myself and and you know, Bet Online has been really good to us, mm-hmm. both, you know, personally and, and overall on the network. And so I had a little extra cash, you know, kind of sitting in my Bet Online account, decided to throw down a couple bets, and I hit all three. And guess what, Jake? 
Lunch is on me this week. Sweet. I'm looking forward to that. If you guys want to get on the action like Brian did, I, I do it quite often myself. Go to betonline.ag. Sign up for a free account. The best part is you can get some free money from BetOnline. Think about that. A sports book who's willing to give you money. Very few are willing to do that, but BetOnline will do it. Go to betonline.ag. When you make your first deposit, use the promo code Locked On. You'll get a 50% welcome bonus. So, if, for example, you put 100 bucks in, use that promo code Locked On. All of a sudden, your account's going to have 150 bucks in it. It's free money from our friends at BetOnline. Take advantage of it now. Go to betonline.ag. It's all courtesy of our friends at BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Continuing on our conversation now here about the Utes and what we think that this win over Colorado might be able to do for this uh, program. And Brian, uh, correct me if I if I misstating something that you don't necessarily believe in here, but I think you and I are both in agreement that the hope is that this win over Colorado can get this program to realize, hey, we are not as bad as many people may think we are online or just out in everyday life. And there's an opportunity for us here to really, I think, get things back in order and have a nice stretch run. This is the final month of the regular season. We are in February, February 1st today. So they have got a month here, Brian, to go out and prove all of the naysayers wrong. Is that kind of where your, your head is at with regards to this program? I do, and I think that they're doing a really good job of staying in the fight despite all the, let's call it, uh, outside noise swirling around the program. And and we've seen that Larry Kraskoviak has felt that or or heard that more or less um, in in some of his post-game and press conference commentary. And, And that's a very difficult thing, I think, as a player when there are rumors going around your program or there are people that are talking about things like, this person needs to go or this needs to change. It can be sometimes very difficult to stay focused and stay engaged. And I think this team is still making progress. They're still growing. We're seeing more and more good things from Ian Martinez every single week. You know, there are players that are still scuffling a little bit. We saw some good things from Ryland Jones against Washington state. And then we've seen two efforts that really haven't been on par with what we expect. And and Ryland's a good player. We need to clarify that Mm -hmm. he is a good player. He's going to get through this. There's probably something behind the scenes that we don't know about yet that, that's contributing to this in some way, shape, or form. But I think what's really great about it is the rest of the team is is coming in and, and playing together and playing better. I thought Mickey Antonin showed a lot of what his game really is. It's that hustle play, getting rebounds, putbacks, that kind of thing, and making it really tough for the opponents. You know, he launched a couple three-pointers that I didn't love. Yeah. Because bottom line is this team is just not a good shooting team. And that's the thing. This is not the most uh, gifted offensive team. I think that's that's very clear at this point. But I, I, I hope, and it's my sincere hope, this type of a win can galvanize this program. Obviously, the game against Arizona State that was scheduled for tomorrow was postponed. It was going to be another one of those weeks, Brian, where they're going to play four games in the space of eight days. But they did postpone the game at Arizona State uh, Tuesday. So that actually should help Utah out a little bit, I think. They will be at uh, excuse me at home against Arizona, Arizona State this weekend. Uh, that's going to be two big games right there because Arizona traditionally is one of the top dogs, if not the top dog in the conference. Arizona State under Bobby Hurley has had a really nice resurgence with him as their head coach. So there are two important games coming up this weekend. And then beyond that, you've got four straight road games after that, Brian. So there's a big opportunity here for Utah to go out and show that Colorado was the turning point 
Or if they fall on their face once again, maybe it's just one of those things. It's another one of those uh, Stanford wins where it's a little bit of a false hope. And like you mentioned, they're going to have to go and do it on the road. And I think that's another good test for a team that, like we have said, is, is started to progress and, and grow a little bit more. You kind of have to wonder that with such a zany year with COVID and everything mm-hmm. like preventing uh, so much of the, the, the regularity that this program is conditioned to, if they had had a more consistent start, if some of this play doesn't start to show itself a little earlier on in the Pac-12 season. And, and so I think that's where you can kind of project. And, and this is a team that's worth watching. I yeah. think that's a big, big point to be made. Sure. There are a lot of people that have t- tuned out and all they want to talk about is fire Larry. And that's fine. I'm not here to tell anybody. Uh, let me back that up. Sometimes I will tell you how to fan, but in this instance, you're welcome to your opinion, right or wrong. I don't care, Yeah. but this team is worth watching. And if you're letting stuff like that get in the way of you having a good time watching your team and your program, you're ruining it for yourself. And that's that it's, it's all on you. Yeah, I, I would agree with you in that respect. Yeah, I, it's not our job to tell people how to fan. I, I honestly no. don't think that's our job. But you're right. This is a team that was a fun win. If if you did not, if you watched that game against Colorado and you did not have fun watching your team go 31 to nine down the stretch to beat one of the best teams in the Pac-12 this year. I don't know what we can do for you here, honestly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just subscribe and then don't listen, right? <laughs> sure, I guess. Leave us that five-star rating. Never yeah. listen. You know, we appreciate we'll, we'll, it. <laughs> we'll part as friends. It will be a very serendipitous endeavor, and, and everybody can be happy about it. But, like, you know, I've gotten to the point now where it's like if games aren't going the way I want them to, mm-hmm. I'll take five minutes off. Yeah. I'll take a break. I'll go make a sandwich. I'll do something to get away from it and, and let my emotions calm down a little bit. And, you know, I, I don't. I don't get really down on losses or wins as much as I used to when I was a diehard dedicated fan and it was everything that I was looking forward to. You know, you try to have a little bit more of an objective viewpoint. Um, And I just, you know, I've seen it more and more the last few games that this team is still fun to watch, even even when they are losing. I thought that Washington game was really fun. It sucked. It it always sucks to lose. Losing is the worst. Winning is good, but losing is the worst. And I think what's starting to happen is this team is starting to play to win and playing not as opposed to earlier in the season when they were playing not to lose. And that's what you want to see. And I think the best part about it is that you've got a chance to really close out strong in the last three weeks of the season where you have UCLA, USC, and Colorado in theory coming to your house to play. And if you can close out after this road trip, if you can kind of stay steady and you know, I don't think they're going to win through all those games, right? I just think that's an unreasonable expectation. And where they're sitting in the standings right now, seventh, it looks like. But you've got a chance to get a game up on Oregon State. You'll have a chance to get another game or two up on Stanford. That could put you into fifth. I guess they're one. Yeah, seventh. You know, you're going to have a chance to put some distance between you and Arizona mm-hmm. State there on the bottom. And I, I don't know how the Pac-12 tournament's going to work if you get a buy or anything like that. Probably not. But what it really does is it helps build your confidence, right? Yes, absolutely. This team is battling. Uh, that's the nice part is this team has not given up. And that's, that is actually uh, almost a badge of honor for a program like this. They've been through a lot. They've had COVID issues. They've had losing streaks. They've had games where they've given up double-digit leads multiple times. Brian, many other teams might have just thrown in the towel and said, you know what, we're, we're done with this year. Let's just play out the string and call it a day. 
This team isn't doing that. They are battling. They're in there, and they are grinding every game. That's actually a credit to Larry Kraskoviak and his staff. They have this team still believing in them as a coaching staff. I know there's a lot of people, like you said, the whole hashtag fire Larry, etc. This team's still battling for him, so they still believe in their coaching they do, and, and they're buying into what's happening, and they're improving, and I think that's something you just have to acknowledge. It's, yep. it's a simple fact that it's happening. The team is getting better. They, they've had some rough losses. There's no doubt about it, but to close out a game like they did against Colorado after losing one in Washington the week before where they couldn't close, yeah. that's growth. That's yep. progress, and you have to acknowledge that kind of things, it, and it it does look better. The inbounds look crisper. The things that people have criticized in the past about the Larry Kraskoviak program have started to evolve a little bit. You, we saw Tommy Connor drawing up the inbounds play. It was a great inbounds play at the end of the game where they threw the ball across. And if the mm-hmm. Colorado timekeeper would have been on top of the game instead of chilling, <laughs> you know, with his tap the Rockies core light, yeah. like maybe they would have been able to run out the clock a little bit more. It might not have been such a, you know, pucker up kind of a time. Yeah. But I just, I think that's the stuff that you have to acknowledge. And, and you can still want to change, right? Like, those two things can coexist. They absolutely can. But I think you have to separate those emotions at this point in time and just focus on what's happening with this team because they're starting to grow and develop. And this is that kind of team where it's like, man, if they hit a hot streak, especially if they time it right for the Pac-12 tournament, who's to say what they can't do? Yeah, absolutely. So there is a big opportunity staring this program in the face. That's the fun part about it. We'll be previewing that Arizona game later this week, also Arizona State on the weekend. Looking forward to both of those matchups. And the hope is, yeah, I think Brian and I are both in agreement. We hope that this was the moment that things might have turned around for this team, but only time will tell. We'll have to see what they do when they're back out there on the court against the Wildcats on Thursday. All right, Brian, uh, we'll wrap up today's show, and we'll run down everything else that happened over the weekend for the Utes. by the way, gymnastics, we're going to touch on this here in a moment. What an incredible performance for them. We'll get to all that in here in a moment. Let's take a minute, though, and talk about our good friends at Built Bar, Brian. I, funny enough, uh, let me little personal story here. I got to my parents' house over the weekend. I walk in, and right on the counter are two Built Bars. And I'm like, what in the world? I, I, so I turn to my dad. I'm like, hey, did you order these? He's like, yeah, I, I actually got them from a, an event I was at. So I was going to give them a shot. I'm like, well, here's the deal, Dad. I want you to try them. And this was actually on Saturday when I saw those Built Bars at his house. I said, I want you to try it. Let me know what you think. And he called me yesterday and said, Jake, that thing actually was pretty dang good. Where can I get more of those? Well, I told him, obviously, go to Built Bar dot com use the promo code locked on and save yourself 20 percent. so guess what the hatch family has another convert to built bar fan dumb i i was talking with another friend perhaps maybe one of my legal represent representatives i have so many of them oh, wow. uh, you, got a legal, legal you have a legal purposes. team okay I wow do, i do i do this this particular gentleman might even be organizing a twitter open ah, in the near future well, i may so. be i may or may not be participating in said open so yeah and 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 I hope that you can make it because it'll be a very, very fun time. Somebody already Um, requested work off for it. So I'll be there. (laughs) So uh, now I've lost my train of thought, but we were in, he was saying, you know, give me the straight scoop. Like, are you guys just in cahoots with Bill Barr? What's the whole story going (laughs) on here? And I was just like, no, man, like, like, here's the thing. Months before you and I started the podcast, months before Mm -hmm. Bill Barr was a sponsor, like that was my protein bar of choice. And we talked about it. It's the taste. It's the fact that it's healthy. Like I use it as my, my snack subsider. You know, sometimes there'll be days where I'll have two built bars for lunch and that's fine. And it's, it's good. And, and I have no issues with it. And I've, you know, I've lost, 
quite a bit of weight since, you know, I started really trying to eat healthy. And, and um, so it's just, that's part of making those changes and, and make making built bar a part of your healthy changes is going to do nothing but positive things for you. Yeah, so give them a shot, folks. Brian and I, we love these things. They are absolutely delicious, covering 100% chocolate. The best part is high protein, high fiber, low calorie, low sugar. So they are delicious and healthy. Give them an opportunity. Once again, go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code Locked On for 20% off your next order. Brian and I, I don't know how much more we can save, so give them a shot. That's BuiltBar.com, promo code locked on, and enjoy the best-tasting protein bars anywhere. All right, Brian, putting a Monday show to bed here, but nonetheless, there's plenty to recap from the weekend that was for Utah sports. I want to start off with the Red Rocks, the women's gymnastics team. Uh, they only went out there and tallied the second-highest total score in the country this past weekend. What an incredible showing for the Utes. It was, and I think it was probably highlighted by the fact that uh, the Utes posted a perfect 10 in, I believe, was it balance beam? Yes, it was balance beam, I believe. Yeah, a perfect 10. Balance beam. Yep. Yeah, and and to start off a season with something like that, that's just a super impressive uh, impressive thing for for this squad, especially after they've kind of, yeah, uh, Miley O'Keefe had a perfect, or yeah, had a perfect 10 on beam. Um, and they just absolutely throttled the Huskies. Mm-hmm. And, and this is a program that has always submitted very, very dominant results and, and been very sure. powerful and potent. But it does kind of make me wonder if all the public publicity that UCLA was getting from their routines in the past couple of weeks and one of their gymnasts being on ESPN and blah, blah, <laughs> blah. I wonder if it didn't motivate this Utah squad a little bit to put a little bit more effort into this one to say, hey, we're not going to back down. We're ready for a fight. And it's a young squad, as we've talked about, that has some good veteran leadership. And so as they're trying to blend that all together, it's good to see them start to put together some of these results after a little early falter against Oklahoma. Yeah, so 197.475 was the score that they put together. Uh, the Red Rocks will be back in action. The first Pac-12 road meet will be this Saturday when they travel to Tempe, Arizona for a matchup, a dual meet against number 15 Arizona State. That's at 1 p.m. on the Pac-12 Network. You guys can check that out. And Brian, you and I are both big fans of Utah lacrosse. It's a fun sport if people haven't got in, gotten into it. Well, I have to say, Utah lacrosse, man, given number five Denver everything they could handle before coming up just short in a 9-8 loss. Yeah, and it was unfortunately not streamed on the University of Utah website like I thought it was going to yeah. be. It was through the Denver site. But they did post some highlights, and as you kept track of it, uh, I believe it's Salt Salt Lake City on Twitter is a mm-hmm. great resource. They they tweet out some great stuff. This was a, a Utah lacrosse team that has already dubbed themselves the Road Warriors <laughs> because of how much they're going to be on the road this season. Mm-hmm. And they really came out and hung with Denver right up until the last moment. Every single time that Denver tried to pull ahead. In fact, they were up early on Denver 3-1 to one in the second period. And then, obviously, Denver comes out in the second half and, and puts together some some goals and ends up winning nine to eight. But every single time as Denver started to pull ahead, Utah would try and match that. And they almost closed it there at the end, but this is a tough gritty squad. They, they are loaded with talent. You know, Jordan Hyde is a guy that we hadn't seen a lot of last year. And, and he's a freshman from Michigan who's already stepped in and started making some plays for them. And that's a great sign, um, especially with some of the guys that they have coming back. Uh, from last season, you know, Cole Brams is a guy that I've really liked and enjoyed watching. 
Um, Drew Wasserman's another guy that that's really fun to watch. And, and you, you can watch all these highlights and get to know these guys. They are talented players. And this is a sport that is absolutely worth investing in. I guarantee you that some of our listeners have kids that are playing lacrosse, right? Yeah. So give it a shot, guys. They're going to be on the road this weekend in Louisville, Kentucky, taking on Bell Army. That'll be at 10 a.m. Mountain Time uh, will be the start of that. Utah actually owns the series record 2-0 against Bell Army. So big opportunity for them once again this weekend. Congratulations on a solid first match for for men's lacrosse. And then finally, let's talk about the women's volleyball program. Uh, volleyball ball in the state of Utah is very strong, but it looks like Utah, Brian, they've got some muscle to flex, and they did so in a sweep over the Golden Bears of Cal. If that's a Danny Drews reference, then I love it because she is absolutely the muscle behind this team. She's one of the best volleyball players in the Pac-12, if not the country. Mm -hmm. She had 15 kills against Cal. That is an absolute dominant performance, and I am by no means a volleyball expert, but I know that when Danny Drews is hitting the ball, I am getting the heck out of the way, and I am running. And so that's a really strong set for them to go and on the road, pretty much their first road trip of the year, and to sweep from uh, get a sweep at Cal. Yeah, absolutely. So solid showing for them. Uh, they'll be trying to do it again this coming week. And uh, the one thing about women's volleyball, Brian, is it's a it's a different type of game than men's volleyball. Obviously, different types of athletes, etc. But I'll tell you what, Danny Drews or the formerly Danny Barton. I'm with you. If she gets up in the air and you're in the way of where she is going to crush that volleyball, I just be getting out of the way because it's going to leave a dent in that floor if you're not careful. It is, and and she's a fantastic athlete, and I can't remember. I thought I read somewhere that her strikes have been clocked at some insane amount of speed (laughs) when they come off her hands, but just watching her swing, Mm -hmm. she's on the next level, and and she alone is worth watching, but volleyball is is one of my – it's one of those sports that I, every time I see it, I always want to stop and watch it because for whatever reason, I've always enjoyed it. It's a fun sport to play. Yep. I played a lot of beach volleyball in college, believe it or not. Like <laughs> that, Sand volleyball is probably the best for me because everybody's weighted down, so I feel like it's a little playing field for me. you got a great beach body. Let's let's bet that way. <laughs> <laughs> that is correct, yes. I, I was built for beach bodies. Being built bars. Yep. But, yeah. Go ahead. It's a, a good sport to watch. It's a fun one to uh, to follow along with, and, and we're going to try and keep you updated as best we can. This was a loaded sports weekend for the yeah. University of Utah, and it's going to be like this for the next few weeks. Yeah, and that's the fun part is Monday edition of the show, we get to recap a lot of what happened over the weekend. There's a lot of sports that are playing, and it's nice this time of year because a lot of these sports, were they've been off for the better part of over a year, Brian, so it's fun to see them finally back out there like women's volleyball. So we'll be tracking it all for you guys. Uh, make sure to follow the show on social media at Locked On Utes. Follow Brian at Brown Bear SLC. You can follow myself at Jacob C. Hatch. We'll keep you up to date with everything going on with Utah in addition to the podcast, all the news you can find out there. Brian, any final thoughts of wisdom for you as you wrap up this Monday edition of the podcast? Just a quick shout out to Javelin Gidry getting mentioned as one of ESPN's uh, best picks for the New York Jets or best pickups in the offseason. That's a pretty big deal for a dude that started out as a uh, essentially a walk on at yeah. the NFL level, right? Yep. An undrafted free agent. So shout out to him. Uh, everybody, thank you so much. That's I always try to be you know, as positive in this, thank you so much for listening, for subscribing, for rating and reviewing. I'm reading the reviews right now. We're going to have to read those at some point because some of these are really awesome. We got some good ones. And we had whoever some ta- said, yeah. I really like the guy who thinks he's an animal. I don't think I am. I'm a bear at heart. Like this is, 
the line is very blurred. I'm even hairy like a bear, which is why I have such a great beach body, I think. So. You you are the brown bear. There is no doubt about that. So big thank you for all of your guys' support. It's a blast to be with you guys each and every day. Be back here with you tomorrow, recapping everything going on with the Utes. We're also going to continue with our position preview reviews, Brian, with the Utah football program. So there's still plenty to get to. So join us each and every day. Until then, this has been the Locked On Utes podcast for February 1st, 2021. And we will talk to you guys tomorrow.